Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I live on the moon. First, I have broken my dopamine detox. It did happen at the time that you're listening to this a week ago on Monday. It was a bit ago. And uh, I do feel more focused, or I did feel more focused throughout that week, this week. Uh, that may just be because I got some sort of break from school. It may be because of the torture I put myself through. I don't know. But I did buy my chips and eat my gummies, so we're Gucci. But today, we have a solid episode, hopefully, finally, talking about Viagra. I mean, Viragya. Yeah, laugh. Get it out. Uh, but yeah. We're going to be talking about Vairagya and discipline, which relates to last week's talk about the dopamine detox and the value in nothing. We're going to talk about what both of these things are first, and then we'll talk about you know how, how to attain them, how to become more disciplined or more get that Vairagya. So discipline, what is it? Uh, discipline is a word that gets thrown around pretty often. People talk about not having enough discipline and how they can't wake up at five in the morning and make their bed like the army people do. They can't be as successful as Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg because, quote, they're not disciplined enough, end quote. So that is this magical discipline that seems to be the key, or what is, sorry, what is this magical discipline thing that seems to be the key to transcendence in life? Well, discipline is really just self-control. Discipline means how much can you make yourself do something? Do you have the self-control to wake up early? Do you have the self-control not to break your diet? Do you have the self-control to last all of No Not November? Do you have so much self-control that you can willfully control your body temperature to the point where you can sit on top of a mountain and not get hypothermia? Discipline is self-control. Physically, for the people that walk on coals or those insane monks that can hit in, get hit in the balls and not flinch, crazy what some humans are capable of they're more common the more common sense that people use this discipline thing is mentally though you know getting out of bed uh, taking cold showers reading every day sitting on the floor and doing nothing for 12 hours basically can you torture yourself that's discipline and it's not something you'd think that people want but for some reason people want the ability to torture themselves i mean look at me and all the things i do I love torturing myself, of course. Uh, Granted, discipline can also give you the self-control to torture yourself and not feel the pain from that torture, which gets into Vairagya, Uh, like Wim Hof, who can withstand vibing in ice for like 5 billion hours without getting frostbite or getting hypothermia, which, mind you, is just, it's not medically possible. A human being, scientifically, just should not be able to do that. That's not a thing. But for some reason, this guy can. Prana meditation is something else. Anyways, so why would you want discipline? Well, you know, if you want to be able to sit on top of the mountains like a Tibetan monk and willfully lower your body temperature, uh, I don't know if you're human if you don't want to do that. So you, you should want to do that. But other than that, discipline gives you power. Power over yourself. You're the only person that can do anything in your life. So having the ability to control yourself physically, which is really cool, you know, walking on hot coals or some awesome stuff like that, or mentally, which helps you wake up when you need to wake up, lets you take a cold shower, lets you keep commitments that you don't want to keep, lets you do all the things that you don't want to do, at least naturally. 
and lets you bypass procrastination with brute force, which is how I do it. Discipline is something that gives you more power because you are powerful and your mind is beyond powerful. Your mind is a cracked out tool. Like your mind's cracked out. Your mind is insane. I don't know if you guys understand this. One day, hopefully you guys understand it. But the things that you can do literally just by thinking is, man, it's something else. But yeah, people just, you know, like you don't know how to use these tools correctly and uh, or just to the fullest extent. Like most of us can't use our bodies to the point where we can get hit in the balls and not flinch. Like that's just you have to be a god amongst men to be like that. And maybe one day I'll get there. You know, that's the goal. Um, but, you know, yeah, people kind of suck at using these tools. You know, we see anxiety and stress and, you know, the tools kind of use them. Uh, and so discipline is just learning how to use these tools and not letting them use you. It lets you gain control over these tools that, you know, they're meant to be yours. Like they're yours. You shouldn't be controlled by yourself. But if we look at numbers these days, statistics, anxiety, stress, if you just look around and look at your friends, I mean, it's really bad, like really bad. You know, it's kind of insane how people are so not great at controlling their own minds and controlling themselves. I mean, there's a lot of evolution behind things like procrastination, like, you know, so many people procrastinate, like it can't just be a defect, like it's not a flaw, there has to be a reason for it. And so the reason I've heard, like, or hypothesized, is that, you know, why would you spend, why would you do something now when you know you can just like put more work in later and just finish it in less time? That's time consuming, or that's time efficient, uh, methods, right? So that's kind of like why procrastinate, like it's not a bug, it's a feature. But like, I don't know, it gets complicated. We'll talk about procrastination a lot more in detail at some point. Maybe that'll be a YouTube video or something, which again, this is going to take some time. Finals are coming up. And to be honest, they're going to require a lot more studying than anticipated, because I'm not intelligent. And I want to get at least like a three point freaking four gpa or something wanted a four point you know i think that can we're gonna hold on to that we're gonna hold on to that idea so with that we're gonna get into viragi and at one point we'll after viragi we'll we're gonna continue that story that i just started anyways viragia so what is this funny word viragia you know thinking about your viagra and if you recall from a previous episode uh, or two previous episodes i spoke on it a little bit and the word roughly translates to into detachment. I say vairagya because ancient languages such as Sanskrit give more power to words. While language is incredible and I love the English language and I've studied it in order to use it well, 26 letters simply are not enough. Like it's just not enough to describe the process of the mind and spirit. And like physically it's pretty good, like it's pretty solid. Um, when it comes into pain and things, it's, it's a little harder, which is more mental, like your brain does that stuff. And, uh, you know, the English language, it just doesn't have the same power and meaning as many of the words in Sanskrit. Vairagya, detachment is a rough, rough translation. Something is lost in this translation. It's a common thing with language. And one day we can talk about this further. But for now, I'll probably switch between saying vairagya and detachment, whichever fits better in the sentence, like phonetically, meaning like whatever sounds better. But yeah, I mean, you know, language is really cool. But like the brain made language, how good is something going to be at describing itself? You know, like so many people can see flaws in you that you can't see, for example. So the brain came up with a method of communicating 
literally itself. Like, how good is it going to be at that, right? So, you know, <laughs> the brain has its limits. Um, but yeah, so what is this vairagya, this detachment? Uh, detachment is the surrender to the effects of the causes in life. And this is really, really complicated. And I have stuff written here, and maybe we'll talk more about it. But detachment allows you your purest sense of being, like you, uh, your soul, to separate itself from the physical body and the mind, and it allows you to kind of become an observer. It allows you to simply do without expectation. It allows you to be unaffected by the world, by consequences. Similar to self-awareness, detachment is kind of overpowered. If you can find detachment, or you can practice detachment, if you can level up your detachment, if you can find this vairagya, your life will noticeably be different. You won't be affected by results. You will simply pursue that which you pursue. That makes no sense. So hopefully we'll clear it up in a second. No, I'll clear it up right now. Yeah, that makes no sense. So we're going to talk about the difference between apathy or just like not caring and the difference between that and vairagya, which often get conflated or mixed up. So oftentimes people hear that long nonsensical explanation of detachment and say, quote, well, isn't that just not caring? End quote. So uh, I don't want to not care, right? Then I'd just be a jerk and I wouldn't do anything because it doesn't matter, right? Like, isn't isn't that basically what I'm saying? Uh, so that is indeed like that's how apathy works, correct? Uh, and detachment, it's not apathy. It's all of the good parts of apathy without the whole not doing anything. And this example will hopefully clear things up. So say you have an exam. An apathetic person doesn't care about the exam. They don't study for the exam. And maybe they don't even show up to take the exam. They don't care. And whatever happens as a result of that, they don't care. Whatever, they don't feel good or bad. Like they don't, they do nothing because like it doesn't matter. They don't give a F. Uh, the detached person does study. They study as much as they can. And they take the exam to the best of their ability. Where things get spicy is that the detached person doesn't expect a result. While they study, they don't ex study expecting to get an A. They simply study. like that. They just study. And when they get the result, whether that result is an A or an F, they are mentally unaffected. They are neither saddened nor overjoyed by the results. The apathetic person does nothing. The detached person does what they can do. All you can do when you have an exam is study and take it to the best of your abilities. You can't get a result. You can simply do what you can do, and that's detachment. Utilizing your power and doing your best but being detached from the results, you can change a result. It's simply a consequence of a cause, and you only have control over the cause, and detachment is understanding of that. So there was a study, and this kind of exemplifies what you can do with detachment. People in hospital with chronic pains, and there's a pain meter thing that we have in place in the medical system. And people like, you know, rate their pain, like how bad is your pain? And so people that were complaining so much about their pain, uh, we did a thing on them. And so we taught them like sorts of meditation that help you uh, kind of observe your pain and kind of detach yourself from your pain. And so we taught these people this meditation. And do you know what happened? Can you take a gander at what happened to their pain, like their feeling of pain? It increased. They felt more pain. And you're thinking, well, why would I want that? However, awesomely, is that a word? Awesomely? No, but it is now. Awesome, like cool enough. Uh, their experience of the pain became less. So it wasn't bad. Like, sure, they felt it more. So the pain like existed more, but they just didn't like react to it. It wasn't a problem. It, it just, it was a thing then because they were detached from it. They were just watching it. And so oftentimes actually like studies show this. There's a 
TED Talk on. I don't remember what it was called. But with meditation, a lot of these monks that are walking on the hot coals, that are doing the mountain things, all this crazy, like, weird stuff, they do actually feel the pain. Actually, fun, like, they feel it more than normal people. Like, they, uh, my voice is just weirding out here. But, yeah, they they feel that pain a lot more. Meaning like, so when they walk on the hot coals, you or I, we would scream, yell, shout, and jump off of that and our feet would not look good. And they they feel the pain more than you or I felt the pain, the one that made us jump off. However, because they're detached, it just doesn't mean anything to them. Like it's not good or bad. It's not something you have to react to. It's just a thing. It's just like, it's just a thing. I don't know how else to explain it. This is where we run into those boundaries of language and explanation. There's also the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm figuring this out recently. So how well can I do? But yeah, like, that's why they can continue doing things. And, you know, oddly enough, their bodies are also unaffected, like the Wim Hof guy not getting hypothermia. And those people walking on coals that their feet aren't just like burned off, like Shinra from Fire Force. It's, you know, it cracked human beings are crazy i mean that's the moral of the story but yeah that's one of the some of the studies and and some of the stuff and that's what you know detachment can do but you know hopefully that little explanation of the exam and stuff helped again explaining these things with language is hard and i'm working it out right now too so i'm probably not doing the best of jobs but you get where but hopefully you get it you know that's where i get It's overpowered because consequences just don't affect you and you won't be stressed or anxious or sad. Of course, you won't be joyed either exactly. You can be. Again, that gets really complicated. And, uh, you know, life isn't gray. But I think, man, yeah, that's that's a separate thing. Uh, But yeah, we have to then talk about, you know, emotions and observations, watching yourself. To put simply for now, though, you can still feel, but even the feelings won't affect you because you become an observer to them. Uh, this is not easy to do, but if you can, GG, you've gotten a step closer to moksha or enlightenment. And with that, we can also talk about that thing I was talking about earlier uh, with my college. So I came into college kind of wanting a 4.0, and I put in the work. Uh, I like I did the best I could, right? So I studied for like nine to 10 hours per day. And I probably could have gotten gotten away with doing a lot less and still getting the same results I did. So I don't know if that's because I'm just straight up stupid, very possible, probably the case. But like, because I'm detached, because I have that ability, like I did the best I could. And that's like all I can do, right? So what am I going to do next semester? We'll, you know, put an effort, we'll uh, see what we can do there. And of course, we'll try. But um, like, I'm detached from that result of not having it. So like, I'm unaffected, like it doesn't cause me pain that I wasn't able to do that thing that I wanted to do would have been cool if I could, but I didn't. What am I going to do about it? Shrug my shoulders and move on. I guess I could like retake the classes until I got them right. But if I like, I would like to graduate in three years, I don't even know if I want to graduate at all. So like, that's not going to happen. But yeah, that's like detachment for me and how it's like assisted me like in recent times, at least. So yeah. And now let's move on how to like, you know, get these things, these really cool things, these disciplines to do all the self torture in the in the Vairagya to become more overpowered. Right. And so, you know, this is probably expected. I mentioned a lot in one day. We have to talk about this in greater detail, but both discipline and vairagya can be practiced and strengthened. 
by that, uh, by the way, at least like their skills, right? You can level it up. It's not binary. Like you don't just one day have it and just, or not have it. Like you can grow your discipline and grow your detachment. It's not something you suddenly have one day. But the way to strengthen them or get them is meditation. Uh, meditation is a practice that is meant to separate the self from the body, which aids in understanding vairagya. And meditation is a practice that must be done. And simply the act of meditating in itself grows your discipline. We'll, you know, elaborate on that in a bit. But other than meditation, what is there? So we talked about torture and how discipline is the ability to torture yourself. And with detachment, you could torture yourself without it actually causing you dukkha or suffering. In or, so in order to increase your discipline, you can torture yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing that for like three years. I've been doing all these things that require time and some of them were really hard. Some of them. Jeez, what did I say? Son? Son of them? No. Some of them were really hard. I've set aside time to read nearly every day for the past three years. I've taken cold showers every day for the past three years. I've taken days where I don't speak. I've taken days without music. I've taken days where I meditate for multiple hours. I fasted for a month out of the year since I was about 10. It was just part of my religion. I've done the no nut month. I've woken up at 4 a.m. every day for multiple months. Nowadays, I wake up at 5 a.m. I've done all the things. You know, and two weeks ago, I took that dopamine detox. And one of the reasons that I've done all of these is simply to see if I can. Like, well, the reason I started doing all of them was like, I wonder if I can do this thing. And by doing all of these things, my self-control grew tremendously. Today, I have a fair amount of control over myself. By doing all of these things, first, you understand torture. So simple things like not having hot water isn't as bad as taking an ice cold shower. Not having something tasty to eat isn't as bad as fasting and starving yourself. You learn to be okay with more things. By doing all of the things you don't want to do, you see the value in doing things you do want to do. I once heard that quote, you don't know what you have until you lose it, end quote. And I'm sure we've all heard that. So I lost it. I constantly take took a look at my life and took away all the things that I believe gave me value. I was just like, all right, well, if this thing gives me value, if I'm maybe taking it for granted, let's just lose it. Let's throw it away for a bit. And uh, yeah, you really don't know what you have until you lose it, man. Like first you learn that. But uh, the most uh, extreme of these are days where I do nothing for multiple hours, right? So, you know, the day a few like two weeks ago with the dopamine detox, I talked about doing nothing for 12 hours. Before that, I did nothing for 10 hours. And before that, I did nothing for five hours. Uh, multiple days, they were spaced out. But like, those are the most extreme where you literally just take away everything. But, you know, doing all of these things, they allow you to understand the worst. And when you understand the worst, doing anything else is fine. Uh, that's how I think discipline comes to you. As for meditating, Aside from vairagya, setting aside time to meditate every day is discipline in itself. Like, so to elaborate on what I said earlier, like maybe you'd rather do something else. But if you say, hey, I'm going to do this thing that comes at the cost of what I want to do for like three to five minutes, not even a long time, you'll gain discipline. And while you torture yourself, you learn something. And the thing you learn is what helps you with vairagya. By doing all of these horrid things, and as we talked about last time, you see how pointless what you did was, you understand that you'll be okay. By taking cold showers, I understand that I'll be okay without hot water. By taking days where I fast, I understand I'll be okay without food and water. By taking days where I don't speak, I'll understand that uh, if I don't talk, I'll be okay. 
by taking days where I do nothing or turn off all of my devices, I understand I'll be okay even if I have nothing. No matter what happens, like I'll be okay. And that's what I learned, uh, or that's what I understand. And notice how I use that word understand instead of learn. Like I just taught, you know, I just taught it to you, right? Like I just taught you that you will be okay no matter what happens. Like you just learned that if you like took that at least from what I said. And, you know, you just learned like you'll be okay without anything. But truly, truly understand it. You usually need to do it. While yeah, you can understand it with a lot of thought, like it's one, there's one way to enlightenment. That's like the scholarly way to enlightenment. You just think yourself to enlightenment. It's possible. But that's like the hardest way to get there. It's extremely difficult. But, you know, like we talked about last week, uh, you have to experience something to understand it. If someone tells you a movie is bad, you don't actually know if the movie is bad until you watch it. That's how you practice detachment by quote, torturing yourself end quote. And one of the most painless ways of torturing yourself is by meditating. So if you don't want to do anything for 12 hours, if that's just off the table, if you don't want to be like me, which is really extreme. And again, I don't know if I want to recommend that per se to anyone. Uh, Meditate for three to five minutes, like four to five times a week to start you know, come on, it'll give you something like a lot. And when you understand that no matter what happens, you'll be okay, you can take a solid step forward in gaining detachment. But yeah, really interesting stuff. I mean, detachment is, uh, it's crazy. And it gets really contradictory, like when you study Buddhism, and when you look at the things the Buddha did, and how he got it, and how other people things, you know, the Zen masters, and they're laughing, which we talked about a little bit. Um, It's just really complicated. Right. And, um, you know, as time passes, and I am able to articulate this better, understand it better, learn it better, get it better, then, you know, we'll come back to it, and we'll throw it in the podcast. But for now, with that, with all that said, you know, I hope you share this episode, I think this is a pretty great episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I don't think I did these topics justice, like I said, so maybe one day we'll revisit them. But for now, like, that's all I got. Try to do some of the things you don't want to do. It'll help you a lot more than you think. Eat the food you don't want to eat. Play the game you don't want to play. Do the thing you don't want to do for a bit and watch how you grow. Thank you again for listening. I think that this is a solid episode and should be shared. I think detachment and discipline are powerful. And I would appreciate if you gave me a share on this episode. Thanks again. Wish me luck in my coming exams. And I will see you next week. Peace.